The Big Small Business Show, proudly sponsored by MTN Business. The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. Welcome to the Big Small Business Show, the show for all our entrepreneurs out there who are going out there and building businesses. Some of you hit it big very early. Some of you, like me, take a long time each day going in, building brick by brick and building a business that hopefully becomes a legacy for your kids and your grandchildren. One of those uh, entrepreneurs is in studio with us uh, today. His name is Jean-Paul Dabadif. He is uh, from a family business called Garp Point of Sale. They provide technology software to the hospitality industry, such as stock management, customer queuing, coaster calling, and more. Let's have a look. Garp Point of Sale is a registered company that provides user-friendly hardware and software technology to the hospitality industry, such as digital menu boards, stock management tools, KDS Coaster Integration, and so much more. This family business was established in the 80s, whereby son and managing director, Jean-Paul Dabody, has helped to evolve it over the years, constantly adjusting it to market's needs. I was at university when my dad sort of wrote me into coming to work for him, 1989, and um, at that stage the business was just, um, we had just myself, my, my dad, my sister, and um, my mom. And we had a pot. We had a receptionist and a part-time programmer. Started in the, basically in the garage <laughs> of the house. You know, we went from about 15 staff at that stage and about 300 customers to where we now got 625 staff and about eight and a half thousand customers uh, across uh, South Africa and and Africa. The business overcame various challenges over the years, including the COVID-19 pandemic, and has made a turnover of 380 million rand in the last financial year. Jean-Paul seeks advice on how to expand the footprint of the business offshore. I, I think the big question for us is um, obviously uh, going more global and uh, obviously Africa and global, but uh, I think um, uh, our type of company when it comes to software, I can either open a, a branch uh, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a new country or I can try and appoint an agent. I think our biggest question would be uh, should we rather stick with agents, which has worked well in some countries and very badly in other countries, because if you get the wrong agent, it's a disaster, uh, or should we rather do it properly and uh, open a branch, but, which obviously is, comes with a whole bunch of other, you know, it's costly, and, uh, and you know, you obviously when, you, when you, you're spending, you're earning rands, and, you, and if you had to open an office in London, you, you know, your costs are in, in, in pounds. So yeah, that's, the, that's the challenge. As many South African Big businesses have, you know, you can see them in the, in the press, have had very bad experiences when they've gone overseas. Welcome, JP. Oh, thank you very much. Right, so sure, you built a really, really significant business uh, with 600 staff, 380 million revenue. Just, you spoke about uh, other African countries. Where, where, which other countries are you in? We're in um, Zimbabwe, uh, Kenya, um, uh, Zambia, um, 
Namibia, Lesotho, um, Botswana, and, um, and a couple of other African countries. So some of them I've got agents, and some of them we just deal directly with the customers. And, and in terms of those uh, countries where you do have agents, did they approach you or you approached them? No, the most of them approached us over the years. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, our, our most successful agent is Zimbabwe. Um, you know, he's built a significant business there in very, very tough economy. Yeah. There. And um, you know, if we could duplicate that across Africa, we'd be very happy. But it's not easy finding the right agent in every country. And, and in, in your opinion, uh, because a lot of people also battle with this exact question, and I've got a perspective, but I'm just going to just tease out a little bit more. What of that Zimbabwean agent I I has made him or her um, successful? Wh what aspect? Are they more that they're hunters, they go and get work? What, what is it about them? Two aspects, I think. One is definitely, I mean, you've got to make sales. So they're, they're good at their sales. But the second thing I think they've done is they've done a very good job of looking after the customer, like we have in South Africa. So you know, we're making sure that you, because you know, our, our, our business is all about customer service. If you look after the customer and make sure that they feel that they're getting looked after, you will create, well, get a lot more customers, especially yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a smaller, in a smaller country like that. Now, if you had to look at their let's call it their customer service approach and their new business acquisition approach and look at your local South African approach. Is there a correlation? Is it close? Is it similar? It is similar, um, definitely, because we have a very, we, we, we've put a lot of focus on the customer service, uh, making sure that the customers look it after. You know, our, our philosophy is if you look after the customer, you'll get more customers, right? So, um, and um, yeah, they, they, they've done exactly the same, looking after the customer. Very okay, well. in you've obviously had some failures. Yes, um, as 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 anyone who's tried to expand their business into other territories. Top two reasons for 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 that those failures. So the I would say oh, ch um, choosing the wrong agent. So um, no, we have an a, we have, um, agent we appoint him, and then essentially if he's not really an ethical person, so you know he's doing a few dodgy deals here and there and then it, it, it tarnishes your name so that's been a, a challenge in some of those African countries is um, uh, you know, just getting the wrong person and then even if you get the right person if they can't make sales you know they're your agent for a year and they make two sales it's you know that's not that's you know, there's no point in having an agent you know you need an agent that's got to make got to make sales and, he, and it's got to be able to implement um, uh, you know the the systems properly you know. and, and just coming back to um, the that that agent both positive and negative, are they an individual or are they a pre-existing company? Well, they are, pre they are individuals, but they have an existing, some of them have existing companies. Um, well, our Zimbabwe agent is actually, you know, they, had, they had a pre-existing business that they were an agent for a different product in a different, slightly different market, but then they chose to take on our, our product and have been very successful with it. Okay, uh, it's time for me to sort of give some, some thoughts from, from my perspective. And, you know, I'm in a, uh, an environment, just to give you some perspective, where um, I'm involved in uh, many businesses, and many of those have expanded also across the border, and all asking exactly the same question around, you know, whether it's an agent or a licensee or, a, or, a, a or their own branch, you know, another... Um, Zimbabwe, or is it 
so so trading as GOP Zimbabwe. So the, the, the sad answer is that there is no answer. It, it all depends, which sounds very much like the, um, you know, a politician. But even if you look at the big brands, like the huge uh, international brands, they don't have one single approach across the globe. They will have a different approach the way they, they are in Poland to the way that they are in Uruguay. The local dynamics then, the local laws and the local... Um, market context is a huge input into that decision. So, an example for for, for example uh, is South Africa for an international company coming here would be PEE, right? So, if you had to open up your own versus finding a local agent, logically f finding a local agent, especially if it was on selling into government environment would be the right thing to do, whereas in another context, it wouldn't be. So if you're looking for a single answer, the, uh, my, my sad news is there isn't, and it's going to depend. But what, what is common amongst all the, the businesses that have scaled across different territories through either, for, through either of those models, combos of those models, licensing models, different models that are context appropriate, the one thing that's common across all of them is two things. Is number one is that they have a a um, a checklist, basically, and they they look at that checklist and say, okay, we are looking for for these traits, these characteristics, not just of the individual but of of the company. So it needs to be. I'm just making things up. Three years or, or older. A hundred clients under the belt, blah blah blah, and and put all your specs down of that ideal client, and then they are incredibly disciplined in how they apply that, and they go into the market and they look for the that hyp hypothesis, then they the, then the reality hits, and then they go back to the hypothesis and say, well, we did well, and you know with this so it's working, or we didn't do well. And, and it, it, it replicated that model. Okay? So what was different, what was wrong? And they start to hone this model. And they spend a disproportionate amount of time looking at the, the, the model and honing that model as they evolve. So they get better and better. But added to that, they then know what they're looking for. And they don't, well, that's why my question was, do they come to you or you go to them? They actually go out and then they headhunt uh, agents that fit that. So instead of being uh, reactive, they are proactive in looking for some, uh, an organization that fits that. Most of the successful um, companies that expand don't go after individuals, they go after companies. Okay. And then you've got the dilemma, am I going to just be one small thing in their basket or am I going to be the main event? And that comes down to the, the, the value proposition, the size of market, and what you negotiate as part of that deal, that I want you to do this, but I want one sales dedicated salesperson or two or five or whatever the case may be. So you've got the best of both worlds, and these individuals are vetted by you as well and trained by you. Which brings me to the second point, after the second point which is that the systems and processes for replication are built and are flexible. So... When you go into, and let's, I'm just going to use a, 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 a different type of example because you're related to the fast food. 
if you go into a Muslim country, setting up a fast food operation is, uh, is subtly different from uh, doing it in, in, if it's Ramadan right now, there's, there's considerations ar around that. So you might be able to open up in, in, in that environment, same thing. And the set of rules that in terms of how we actually approach the market, how we service a client, etc., would be bespoke to that environment. And you start to learn how to do that as well. So this is more about the process than the, the, the outcome. And your journey, your, your personal journey, is JP's journey, is more about building the tools for both selecting and for them to then roll out in new clients and maintenance of clients. That's what your focus should be, and then be proactive to go and find it. So maybe not a you must go branch or you must go uh, um, agent answer, but uh, hopefully it's giving you a little different perspective on what to think about. No, thanks a lot. That that definitely does make makes a lot of sense. You know, I think the analogy of of the of of the bigger companies having uh, honed their expertise over many years of, and learning each time they go into a different country, they learn exactly, okay, what worked, what didn't work. That makes a lot of sense. And a, and a, a nice, uh, like you said, a, check, a checklist, okay, of, um, of, of the things that you need to be very mindful of. You know, and we probably have already done that because um, we have learned um, lessons, right, of where, we, where we've been successful and not successful. And, um, but you know, make, making it a little bit more formal around what you said makes, makes lots of sense. Well, thanks uh, to my fellow Durbanite, JP Davidi, um, who actually I knew from my time, uh, in not him personally, but the, the business cop, uh, a big uh, Durban success. We'll be right back.